Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, August 21st. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with the one and only Sugar Shane Caldwell. How are you tonight, Sugar? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying these uh, NBA bubble games. You see the, the Lakers finally uh, woke up and realized they were a good team. They finally got a little bit of contributions from uh, some of their role players there. Uh, LeBron didn't really have to do much, but yeah, it was a, it was a good night for us in the DFS world of NBA again, and uh, and it was a, it was good to see the Lakers back uh, to, to insert their authority in a little bit there. So it was a pretty good game, though. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I mean, what an awesome awesome day for the Coach Talk family. I mean, we we got off to an unbelievable start in the PGA event uh, this uh, that started today. Uh, we're way, way up the leaderboard there and looking really good. Uh, baseball was just takedown uh, hammer night. Uh, we, we've really smashed FanDuel, uh, Fantasy Draft, and, and uh, even getting a couple in there in DraftKings uh, that, that it's just finishing up. So fantastic night there. And then NBA, same thing. So anytime we have the three-sport three, uh, three sports sweep, uh, that's pretty cool. And and some of our members played our PGA plays uh, just for the first round only, and they cleaned up. So, and it was just an awesome day. I'm so fired up. And, you know, these NBA playoffs and all day, I mean, you cannot beat it. Uh, it's fantastic stuff. So, all right, we're going to dive into this slate, uh, but real quickly want to thank our presenting sponsors. That's mybookie.ag. It's the place to go for all of your sports wagering and casino action. You go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code COACHTALK, uh, no space, all one word, and uh, they will match up to 100% of your first deposit, all the way up to 1000 bucks, and you get a free $25 free play just for being a Coach Talk listener. And also our friends at TVG.com. It is the number one horse racing site on the planet. Uh, you can, The best way to sign up for TVG.com is go to our website, DFSCoachTalk.com, and click on the banner that says $300 risk-free bet. You sign up uh, with TVG with the promo code COACHTALK. Again, no space, one word. And if you lose your first $300 bet, they will refund it 100%, 300 back, uh, dollars back in your pocket. Can't beat those guys. A uh, couple things. We've been working this system and talking about it all, all throughout this NBA playoff run. Uh, you know, check out this podcast. It'll post early morning, middle of the night kind of time frame. So it'll be up there for the night owls or it'll be up there first thing in the morning. Uh, you'll have plenty of time tomorrow morning on a Saturday, hopefully, that everybody can take a good listen to the podcast. And then follow us on Twitter and follow us on uh, our Discord throughout the day for any changes, updates. Uh, we, we constantly are working uh, on that throughout the day. Uh, and then uh, be in Discord with us 30 minutes before lock because news breaks, things change, it affects the lineup. Sometimes it's a domino effect, and you know there are there is some news that that we still need to get. So uh, you can join us uh, and become a member at dfscoachtalk.com. Even if you join for one week, uh, you just jump in, you get in our Discord, 
mingle with the best DFS community in the industry, and then uh, just follow through, and we'll get all of these winners to you, and uh, and just you know enjoy uh, not having to stress it, and enjoy the, some of these sweats that we're getting down the stretch. So that is it, my man. We are ready to roll with this. We've got game one tomorrow, and it is a 1:30 Eastern game, and it's Toronto, the Toronto Raptors uh, at the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I'm going to double check as you're uh, looking into this game. Um, actually, I just did, and it is up. Okay, we've got lines. How cool is that? We've oh, yeah. got, um, yeah, we've got uh, the Toronto Raptors, a big 10.5 point favorite, and we also have a 221 total, so a very healthy total. So the, the Raptors have looked fantastic. Brooklyn has played their tails off. So how do you see this game uh, unfolding there, Shane? So, so I see Vegas actually put the total down compared to last game here because the last game went way under. So they did adjust it down uh, compared to the last game. And yeah. Toronto was 11-point favorites on Wednesday. Now they're 10.5-point favorites. Now Brooklyn is scrappy, and they played a really great game on Wednesday, and they stuck right in there, and Toronto had to really fight to the end. But it was kind of a defensive battle. Uh, so the trend I see here, these teams are both fast-paced teams during the normal season. They're still playing mm -hmm. at a pretty fast pace compared to some of these playoff teams, but they are playing at a slower pace in the series. Uh, the series pace is like 101 versus Brooklyn is 104 during the regular season. Toronto's over 103. So it's a little bit paced down compared to normal, obviously, defensive battle, you know, playoffs here. But here's the way I look at it. Um I think that, you know, Joe Harris is going to be out. That's the biggest probably news uh, on this whole fantasy slate uh, with Joe Harris. Uh, yeah. They didn't even say why he left the bubble, but he left the bubble and yeah. for non-medical reasons. It's almost like they threw up the white flag here. So I look at it as Toronto's going to put the hammer on them. And I would I would actually probably take the Toronto 10 and a half here. I think Toronto's going to uh, blow them out and put the hammer on them because they just have a, a unlimited of guys they can throw at you. And yeah. I, I mean – Brooklyn has some talented guys, but I just think that they're they're going to be out of gas here. Um, so there's obvious plays here with uh, especially with Joe Harris out. I mean, Karis LeVert is, you know, their superstar. He's eighty four hundred on FanDuel, eighty one hundred on DK. He's going to be pretty highly owned, I think, especially with uh, with Harris out. So I think he is a good play, but I'm a little worried about the blowout again. Is he going to be even playing in the fourth quarter towards the end there? I'm not quite exactly. sure. So if, if this game blows out, um, I do like the value plays, of course, being able to hit value even in a blowout and maybe get more run at the end. So you got. Uh, Garrett Temple, he's only 4,900 on FanDuel, 5,100 on DK. And you got TLC, Luau Cabaret, however you want to pronounce Cabaret, it. Cabaret, yeah. Cabaret, yeah. So that's why <laughs> we say T TLC every time, right? Exactly. So TLC is, uh, he's going to be, I think, mega chalk, even though he's normally kind of an under-the-radar, young, talented guy. Right. But I think yeah. in this slate, he's going to be mega chalk at 5,100 on FanDuel and yeah. 4,600 on DK, really Too priced cheap. down there. Yeah, so and he's just going to get up a ton of shots. And, you know, I mean, he's got the green light. They got nothing to lose at this point. And then you could take a look at Jared Allen. He played really good last game, and he's reasonably priced in the $7,000 range on both sites. And he's very active, and he's going to have to score if they're going to stay in this. I don't expect them to stay in it, but those are the guys you look at, and the, the, the value guys are, are the best ones to target. And I expect to be highly owned here. Okay, and then over on the Toronto side, 
of course, all their all their you know starters, their main guys, and, and then also Norman Powell, uh, you know whether he's starting or off the bench, those guys are going to do well as well, especially if it's a blowout. But I don't know if I like them as much if I'm projecting a blowout here because I don't think they're going to play that much. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously you got Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam. They're all in play, but the question is, is it going to be a competitive game? I do like Norman Powell because he's only 4,900 on FanDuel and 4,300 on DK, and he was on fire last game, and the guy puts up several stats, and he's a good shooter. He's just a solid veteran player. He plays defense, he rebounds, and he's a good shooter. So I like him at that price. Um, even if it's a blowout, I think he can hit value. He's really cheap, you know, 4,300 on DK, 49 on FanDuel. So that's kind of where I'm at with this game. Um, it is one of the faster paced games, so I can see people playing it, uh, you know, quite a bit, but I'm worried about the blowout. So that's kind of where I'm at here. You know, I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head, man. I, I'm really concerned about this game blowing out as well. I mean, losing Harris is another, you know, just real tough blow to this team. And Toronto's playing such great ball. You know, the, the only thing that that scares me is nurse is not one to take his foot off the gas. So if it's even a 15 point game, he usually extends his guys and they play. So, you know, the pricing on the Raptors have gone up, you know, Lowry's expensive. Siakam's expensive. Van Vliet, uh, Van Vliet is a little bit more expensive now. So, you know, I'm concerned there with you. I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, the guys just barely get to value. They're about to bust it in the fourth, and then they don't play. And, again, he does stick with his team a little bit longer. But I just – I don't know how Brooklyn hangs in there. I mean, they played so hard the last two games. Uh, and I stacked that game last time around, uh, and it really, really paid off. I mean, it almost went to overtime. So, uh, you know, I'm with you, though. I, I'm going to really – as much as I've loved the, the efforts and the, the numbers that Lowry and some of these guys, Levert specifically, have put up, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, try to fade this game as much as possible. So we're on the same wavelength here. I think you have to play TLC even as a blocker, at least for me in the cash games, because he's going to be extremely highly owned and he's massively underpriced. He shoots the ball a ton. And now all of those Harris shots, well, a majority of them will go to him. Uh, you know, Temple will get a few more that he'll throw up there. But Jamal Crawford's still not playing, and they have a very, you know, a thin bench right now. So, you know, if the first half will probably be looking good, but the question is, how long do they hang in there with Toronto? If you really want to get crafty and you really believe in the the blowout, and you're looking for value to to balance some of these more expensive guys later, you can really roll the dice and try to play a Chris Boucher. Uh, I know he hasn't been playing much, and, you know, the games, but the games have been tight, and he's the first big man that gets in when the score extends a little bit. I don't know if you watched much of the last game, but Marcus Gasol just looked like yeah. he was in a rec league game, man. He's, he's, he's looked just, like that for a while. It he's seems looking like. old and slow. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and Ibaka's played well, but, you know, just just as a super secret squirrel, you know, Boucher somebody to keep in mind because he puts up 25 fantasy points before he can blink, especially if it's with other subs in there because he's blocking shots and getting every rebound, gets a hand on everything. So just a, a sneaky play, I'll play him in my GPPs and then go with uh, TLC as well. But 
I'm with you. I, I know it's risky because this could be the highest scoring game on the slate if it stays uh, even a little bit close. Uh, but I think sometimes you got to roll the dice. There's some big price guys in the rest of these games. And I think I'm going to use my salary there. Absolutely. All right, game two. It is a 4 p.m. Eastern game. It's the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Uh, MyBookie.ag's updated line has the, uh, the Denver Nuggets, a one-and-a-half point favorite. This is a heck of a series. Uh, the over-under in this game is 218. So we've got uh, this game and the Celtics game are in the, the teens, 218 and 216. So you got to be a little concerned there. However, you know, you expect the regulars to get extended minutes if this game stays close, which it just this just looks like one of those series they're going to battle every game. So how do you see this one shaping up? So this is a it's good that it's a really close game, but it is a way paced down game. So, again, I looked at obviously these teams were low paced during the regular season, but the series pace, I know it's a small sample size, but the series pace is only 91.4. So this is kind of just a defensive half court kind of battle. They're not really getting out and running much. You can see that one of the lower totals at 218 and a half, one of the lower totals on the slate along with game three that we'll get to. The big news here, Mike Conley is expected to be back here. So that does change things quite a bit. Obviously, he's a great point guard. I guess the question is, is do we think that Mike Conley is going to get a full run? Is he going to get over 30 minutes? And is he going to be, you know, is he going to be a little rusty because in his conditioning? What I just read is he is going to play. He's going to start and he's going to get full minutes. Yeah, so he's a full go. So that's a very interesting play. So he's very cheap. He's 5,800 on FanDuel and 5,900 on DK. So I can see him actually being pretty high owned because he, he, you know, he's a good, he's a good guard. He's a commander. And he's, well, if you look at the uh, point guard options on FanDuel, there's only, they're pricey and there's not very many options here. Uh, DK, a little bit different, but uh, you have more flexibility. But on FanDuel, you know, there's only so many options at point guard unless you want to pay up for, your Lowry's and those guys. So, um, right. so I think Conley will get some play here. And I think that the, the presence of Conley kind of spreads out the usage and distribution here. So it makes you not like Donovan Mitchell quite as much. Uh, it doesn't, I don't like Jordan Clarkson as much off, uh, off the bench, or if he starts, I don't like him as much. And even guys like Royce O'Neal, it takes away from his limited, you know, scoring that he does. Uh, and Gobert didn't really look that great last game. He just was weak. He couldn't get rebounds down there. You know, he still played good defense, but surprising that for a big man, like a seven footer, he didn't really get that many rebounds and he was just getting out rebounded consistently when I was watching that game. So I'm not really that big on uh, Utah. I probably like Conley the most there. Uh, it's just, again, it's a pace down game here. Uh, and they're kind of spreading out the distribution now that they have some more of their guys back here. Uh, on Denver's side, uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr. did look better last game. He got a little bit of garbage time run at the end. Uh, so he's still pretty cheap, though, 6800 on FanDuel, 6700 on DraftKings. Uh, he's not one of my favorite plays, but he is a guy that you have to consider because he's super talented and they need someone to score you know, besides their big guys, uh, their main guys here. Um, so Michael Porter is someone to consider, but not my favorite play. And then uh, I'm fine going right back to Jamal Murray. I really like him. He's in the $7,000 range on both sites. He's still pretty cheap. Um, and I think Jamal Murray is kind of, it seems like he's that every other game guy, like he'll have a blow up game and then he'll have an average game, then he'll blow up again. So I'm hoping to hit him on the every other time here. I like Jamal Murray and I like Nikola Jokic here. Uh, Jokic is a little bit cheaper 
than uh, than Embiid on this slate, where they used to be similar uh, similar here. And I like the fact that the Denver's coming off a loss, and they're going to be ready to fire back and be a little bit more aggressive for Murray and Jokic. So obviously, those are the two the two stars. I feel like they're going to be a little bit more aggressive and have more uh, potential for their ceiling games here. And I think they're reasonably priced considering their ceiling. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with this with this game. What what do you, what about you here? Well, you know, this is this is really bizarre for me, and I'm certainly going to be sitting in like last place after the first two games because I don't like this yep. game. I, I know yep. it's a competitive game, but because of the dominoes that have fallen back into place here, with Conley coming back, I, exactly what you said to me, it it takes a lot away from Clarkson, and it also takes a lot away from Joe Ingles. He's done well for me the last couple games. Because he's been playing a lot of that pseudo point guard, point forward kind of thing. So, you know, and also, you know, Donovan Mitchell's been phenomenal. He really has. But Torrey Craig is a fantastic defender. And he is really, really focused on stopping Mitchell. So I'm, I don't want to pay that price tag for him. Um, you know, O'Neal, we got a phenomenal game from him last time. 37 and a half fantasy points. But, man, it's one of those, you know, do you want to go to that well second time through? He is cheap, but I do have some other uh, plays that I like that are value plays as well. I'm with you on Gobert. I think uh, the Joker and Millsap, some of these, you know, bigger veteran guys were banging him around a little bit. And he's, you know, his center of gravity is he's so tall and thin you know, he went yeah. down a couple of times in segments, you know, he falls in segments. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't think this is the best matchup for him either. Um, on the other side of the ball, I am considering the Joker just because he plays such a good all-around game. Uh, he is has been getting uh, additional minutes, but, you know, you never know there. I mean, there are times that uh, he'll put Plumley in there and let him run extended and, you know, it takes some of those uh, serious minutes from the Joker. Um, Jamal Murray, again, I'm with you on that he's on or off. He's a streak shooter, big time streak shooter. When he gets hot, you want to have him. Um, you know, he is playable. I think his price is pretty darn good. And there's not a ton of point guards, uh, you know, that, that really fall into place. So Murray as of right now, may be the only guy roster out of this game. Um, you know, I don't feel super comfortable, uh, you know, stacking much here because I do think this could be one more of those old-fashioned, close, uh, hard-played, half-court defensive-type games. So I'm going to have yep. very little exposure in these first two games, but I do love the next two, thank goodness. It, yep. So that's it, a good yeah, I think definitely game four is the game that we're going to talk about. But just back to this game real quick, I think I think Denver wins this game. I think Denver bounces back. And I think the way they do it is they actually give Murray and Jokic more minutes. And, and those guys, you know where the usage is going to come from. And they're going to be contributing in multiple categories. And that's the reason why they can beat this uh, Utah team. So those two guys so. having a huge breakout game. So that's what I'm looking for, even though it is slower pace game probably lower over under. We know where the usage is going, and those two guys, I think, can have their ceiling game, and they kind of work hand-in-hand as well together in terms of, you know, assist and scoring and those type of things. Um, So that's why I do like those two guys, uh, even though it's not the best uh, game environment. Yeah, and, you know, I wanted to mention, too, a lot of people are on to the whole Michael Porter Jr. thing. He's sort of the 
pick of the month kind of guy that everybody's liking. But remember that he's splitting time with Jeremy Grant and Jeremy Grant's playing terrific. So they're going to split minutes. And, you know, that's a DFS disaster when you have two good players splitting minutes because neither one will make value or have a hard time getting there. So I think uh, I just don't want any part of that. So Yeah, he was he, when he peaked the last game, it was really more in garbage time. He was hitting some threes, but the game was pretty much, you know, out of hand by that time. Utah had a hefty lead, and he was one of the only shooters still out there. So, yeah, yeah so it makes it look like he had a breakout game when he probably really didn't. And, yeah, he, no, he, he he's good, but, you know, are you going to get the opportunity in the minutes? You know, we it's funny, yeah. and I'll give him a shout-out on here, but – you know, uh, Mr. Brenton, our buddy Brenton and I were going back and forth because in the just for fun, but in the in Discord today because I loved Eric Gordon today and he did great. He's he smashed value. Oh, he yeah. did fine, but you know he was 0 for 10 from three. Oh yeah. Well, it, the heart between him and Harden, they were what two for 21 from three point land. Yeah, really Crazy, bad. Right. Yeah, and they and, still won. And the, but the fun the the point being is with Eric Gordon. You know, when we do this, we're trying to get the guys that are going to get the most opportunities regarding minutes, usage. And that's the, I mean, if you take the minutes and usage and we maximize that with everybody that we roster, that's half the half the job. So, you know, even though Gordon had a horrific shooting night, he got tons of minutes, tons of usage, got the ball up there. So he goes 0 for 10 from three and still smashes value. And gets over 30 fantasy points and you know it's just that's what we need to do so what i'm saying in like with the porter grant thing yes you know sure when you're talking about it on the on the front level porter sounds like a great play but when you really look at it if he's splitting those minutes and his usage is dropping which it is since the playoffs started they were letting him have the ball and take a lot of shots in the play-in games, but now it's this is yep. the real deal, and he's a rookie. So, you know, that's where you want to back off a little bit and take a look at, you know, who's going to get that time. And like with Gordon today, you know, you knew he would get that because Westbrook was out, and that's just the way they flow with that team. So uh, shout-out to you. Brenton, man. I get the last word. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's a there great he's go. a great member of the Discord he's though. The so definitely he's shout out best. to him. He's awesome. He's close to the best. Lanny's the best. I he corrected <laughs> me on that one today. Yeah, exactly. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right Boston and Philly, 6 30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. I love this game, man. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Right now, mybookie.ag. We have Boston minus five, and this game is only 216. It's very quietly low scoring game. What do you think? Yeah, this is again the 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 series pace is way down. It's 92.4. So again, real slow pace. Uh I in I guess this is going to we're going to see if Philly has any punches left, you know, are they going to have their rocky moment here? Are they going to make a comeback because they're they're kind of getting they're just kind of getting run that last game. And uh Boston even without Gordon Hayward looks really good, you know. Those yeah. guys are those guys are playing great. I will tell you that, uh, you know, you have to consider paying up for Joel Embiid, and it really can, comes down to roster construction. Um, it is a little bit tough, uh, you know, on FanDuel because you have to lock him into the center spot where, uh, you know, on DraftKings, you might be able to, you know, have you have more position flexibility. So some of these higher priced guys, it's a little harder to fit them in and get all the guys you like on FanDuel, but you certainly can pay up for him. He's $10,100. 
Um, yeah. And then he's 9,800 on DK. But Joel Embiid looked really good last game. And he basically sat with, I don't know, five minutes and 30 seconds. It was five to six minutes left. He he went out of the game finally. But he looked really good. There's no one that can guard him. He was completely owning Daniel Tice. They brought in Cantor and Williams and just all these guys they're throwing at him. And he was just torching them. So he yeah. looked really good if he can get a full game out of this. But the question is, can he... Can he and the rest of his guys actually stay in the game long enough uh, and not get blown out here? Boston's only a five-point favorite. Um, so I do like Joel Embiid. It's just a matter of roster construction. Can you fit him in there? Um, and is the game – are they going to get blown out again? Uh, I think – I do like him in a bounce-back spot that Philly has a couple punches left in him to stay in this game. And I kind of like Boston as, as a close win. So I think that uh, Boston will win. I just don't know if they'll cover the five. I like it as a close game here, which means Embiid will get a full run. I like Josh Richardson at uh, shooting guard. He's, he gets point guard and shooting guard minutes, and he does a little bit of everything. He's $5,000 on FanDuel and 4800 on DK. So I like Josh Richardson. I think he'll be a little bit lower owned because of all these other kind of chalky, you know, attractive shooting guard type players that you have on this slate. So I like Josh Richardson. He's getting pretty good usage. They need him to score. Uh, they need him to produce and he can, he can uh, really fill up the stat sheet in multiple categories. He's shooting great right now as well. Uh, and he had reduced minutes big time last game as well because of the blowout. Yeah. Um, and then of course on the Boston side, if you saw Tatum, Tatum put up an amazing game because he was in foul trouble earlier and he, and he was on the bench. So he didn't play that many minutes. Um, and then at the end, he was pulled with six minutes left, right? So he put up what he hit, eight three-pointers. Yeah, so he's, he's he on was fire. just completely on fire. And the thing is, I'm not worried about the regression. He's probably not going to hit eight three-pointers, but I'm not worried about it because Tatum can get get down low. He can drive. He can hit mid-range. He can do a little bit of everything. It's not like he's a one-dimensional guy that just pops threes all day. So you got to love Tatum, and he's probably going to get more minutes. Uh, and he's obviously, right now, he's playing like a superstar, and they really need him with Hayward out. So he's worth paying up for in that $9,000 range, Tatum. Again, it's just a matter of, you know, you're not going to be able to play all the guys, so all these high-end guys. So that's the decision you have to make. But I'm kind of leaning Tatum right now. Um, and, again, uh, I love I love Kimball Walker. I think that he just looks really good. He's finally hitting his stride. I know he hasn't hit any big ceiling games, but he, he pretty much was right around value. And that was with him, again, going out at the six-minute mark last game. He's 7200 on FanDuel. He's a little bit priced up. He's pretty cheap on DK, though, 6600 and his shot looked really good. I expect him, his usage to be really high. I expect him to score a lot and get more assists. He hasn't been getting a lot of assists, but I think in this game, if he gets a full run, he'll get more assists and he'll score more. So he's just going to get more points in general. Uh, and if he can get a couple defensive stats, I really like him. And then Jalen Brown is due for a bounce back game. You've seen what he can do in, uh, you know, game one with upwards of 50 point upside. And the nice thing is his price didn't go up because he had an off game and he didn't play as many minutes. So he's in the $7,000 range on both sites. So definitely it's a fire up Jalen Brown spot. And then if you want to go down to a mid tier value play, I, I actually like Marcus Smart in this game. I think Marcus Smart is going to get somewhere around 35 to 36 minutes in this game. Uh, he obviously didn't get as many minutes last game because of the blowout. Uh, but I feel like if he plays the whole 35 to 36, I know he's not a great shooter. He's kind of streaky. But if he can hit a couple shots and get a little bit of scoring, he's going to fill up the stat sheet everywhere. I mean, he's one of the best rebounding guards. He's really good for steals, blocks. You know, he can he can dish the ball. So I like Marcus Smart, and I think that he's going to be lower owned, similar to Josh Richardson, because of the chalk with all the other, uh, you know, value price guys and kind of mid-range, mid, you know, uh, higher price guys 
that I think are going to be highly owned here. So I think you can get Marcus Smart at lower ownership and he can smash value. I think he can score over 30 fantasy points and he's only in that $5,000 range. So that's kind of where I'm at here. Yeah, I you know, I, there's a lot of good plays in this game. I know the, yeah. the over-under is low and I, yeah. you know, I, I think people will skirt away from this game, you know, because of that. But, you know, and let's face it, Philadelphia is a hot mess right now. You know, they're they're talking about firing the coach. Uh, you know, the team looks flat. It just there's a lot of problems there, uh, it, which really makes me concerned that this could just be another blowout. And, you know, be. we could run we could run into that same issue. What What I will say, though, is to me, I think the decision there's two decisions that are the most important ones that you have to make on the slate, in my opinion. Either you you put the Joker at center or you put Joel Embiid. I think you need one of those two centers because there's a fairly heavy drop off after that. I feel the same thing at power forward. I think either you use Jason Tatum or you use Kristaps Porzingis. And again, pricing for both of them, you know, you've got Embiid five to seven hundred dollars more than. Uh, than the Joker, and you have Tatum about five to seven hundred dollars more than Porzingis. So they're both in the same ballpark. You certainly can't roster a combination of three of those guys. It's going to be two of them. So those will be the two biggest decisions that you have to make. Um, for me, I'm leaning towards Embiid over the Joker right now, just because I think he is going to step up and lay it out there, even if it is in shorter minutes. Uh, what I'm going to do, though, on, on this one decision, because I think it's such an important one, I'm going to sleep on this one, and I'm going to share it in Discord tomorrow. I have not made up my decision on is, is it Tatum or Porzingis. They're both going to play. They're both you know, red hot right now, and you know I think that could be the difference in the slate for you on what, what decision you make there. Um, as far as the ancillary guys on both sides, you know, I'm not, you know, really keen on chasing some of these split minutes guys. And I know Jalen Brown could go up and down. Same thing with with Smart and, uh, you know, Josh Richardson, all those guys. I, I agree that they're they're decent plays, but I see those plays more so uh, in GPPs. I don't feel as comfortable and consistent with them in cash as I do some of the other plays I think we can get. In, in this final game specifically uh, where there is some value and we're expecting uh, very little defense and some very high scoring. So there are some, in, you know, very important pieces in this game, uh, whether it be Embiid, Tatum, uh, you know, it, you can go a few other spots if you want. I, I wouldn't pay up for Tobias Harris at this moment, but uh, I think that, you know, you, you take your, the key guys from this game and then look to do somewhat of a stack of three or four or five guys from this last game. So, you know, rather than complicate it, I think really that's what it comes down to as far as those key guys. Yeah, it's hard, it's going to be hard to get away from uh, game four here. So, uh, but I think that, you know, Josh Richardson and uh, Marcus Smart are both going to get massive minutes and I think they're going to get a little more usage than, they normally would in the way this has been playing out for these teams. So that's why I do like those guys and they're going to be much lower owned. 
and I do think it's very interesting, Porzingis versus Tatum, which obviously we're going to talk about Porzingis. I just want to say that I think Tatum's going to be obviously much higher owned, right? So Porzingis would be nice in terms of gaining an edge on the lower ownership. Uh, so I think that would be a good transition in the next game here. <laughs> yes, and the last game is an 8 p.m. Eastern game. It's the Clippers at the Mavericks. Uh, the Clippers are only a five-point favorite, which is pretty pretty fair. And we've got that big fat 232 and a half. So this is definitely, you know, I know it's a lot of people are going to stack this game. And to some extent, this is going to be the chalk game. And if if you guys listen to us every day, I very rarely, you know, dive on with the chalk players in, in that game. I look for something to differentiate. But I think to some extent, you have to eat some of this chalk. I mean, it, this game is, you know, 12 and a half points higher in Vegas's eyes than any other of three other games on the slate. So that tells you something, the pace, the defensive ranking, the Clippers are not playing the kind of defense that they played during the year. So things, you know, in this game really shape up for another high scoring affair. And the way Dallas has played, you know, they, they won this, that second game. If KP doesn't, you know, with the, the bullcrap call get thrown out, they may have hung in there and won the first one. So the Clippers are in a dogfight. I think this is going to be one of those games where, you know, it's an all hands on deck for both teams. You're going to see extended minutes probably from the, the key players, mainly being uh, Porzingis, Luca, Paul George, and Kawhi. They're all going to have to play because, as you know, when, when uh, it's tied 1-1 in series, that – third game is a huge, uh, huge game. It, it changes the entire shape of the series. So give us uh, give us your take on this one and, and let me know who who you're looking to stack from this game. Yeah, we, we talked about series pace against small sample size, but this one is like a huge pace up. These were already a pretty fast paced team, but you're looking at a series pace of 104.3. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to give you an idea, Dallas is normal pace is 101.7 and they're you know a decent pace team yeah. clippers are normally 104 so this is a big pace up spot for both teams and obviously if you watch the game the other night you've seen it you look at the over under so everything is lining up here um i think this is a big bounce back spot for the clippers you know i think the clippers are the best team out there right now and i think they're going to come back with a vengeance and, and i think they're really gonna i think that they could win this game easily actually i know that dallas is looking good and i i totally agree that Doncic is rqb the best player in the league right now especially on the offensive side um yeah. and porzingis might be due for a breakout here um but i look at Kawhi leonard for example and he's been you know pretty producing pretty good fantasy value and it seems like he's not even trying out there like he's really he's a pretty unselfish player he's a really disciplined player that's but the I way think, he always looks though he doesn't he's a he robot is. man he doesn't sweat yep. he doesn't yep. breathe hard he just he's like a you know, just goes out like a cyborg, you know? He, he is, but there are some games where he gets that killer instinct, and I haven't seen that from him yet in the series, really. He's played good, so I feel like this is going to be one of his killer instincts where he's bringing out the claw, you know? So I really feel like this is a this is a blow-up spot for Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard here that he's going to get even more minutes and more usage in this game because he's been deferring a little bit, even though he's scoring like over 30 points. So that's my point here, and he's still under $10,000, which is probably criminal low priced here uh, uh 9700 on FanDuel, 9600 on dk so i'm looking for big things for Kawhi leonard 
Uh, Paul George was in foul trouble last game. He did, never really got into a rhythm. He hasn't looked good, but he has, you know, he has the potential to blow up here, but he hasn't really looked great in general. So it's hard to get excited for him around that $8,000 range, but he's in play. I mean, if you're stacking this game, you're going to have to play some of these stars. Then, of course, Lou Williams looked really good last game, and I think he's going to be pretty highly owned. He's 5,600 on both sites. Um, my only concern is that, you know, they have a lot of different guys that they, they can get usage here. And I feel like if Kawhi and Paul George is playing a little bit more because he's not in foul trouble, hopefully, that Lou Williams will lose a little bit of his uses and shots that he had on the last game. Um, so I'm not as excited about Lou Williams, even though I think that most people will agree that he's one of the best plays in the slate in this really high paced, high scoring game. And he looked really good last game, but I'm not that high on him in general, even though all those things line up. And then I really like Marcus Morris. He just looks really good. I mean, he's out there playing center at times. I mean, he's doing everything, even though Harold's coming back, he's getting more minutes and it looks like Zubox is probably getting cut, cut into minutes. If anything, as this, these guys are playing a little bit more small ball. Uh, so I like Marcus Morris in that $5,000 range on both sites. And the guy does everything. He gets defensive stats, obviously rebounding. He's playing center at, at times there. Uh, and I really like his shot right now. He can score in the mid range. He can post you up. He can hit threes. So I like Marcus Morris and I still think he's getting 30 plus minutes and he's really competitive and he's just playing great right now. And, and they do need him to score to keep up with this pace here as well. Um, and then, I think that the big question is, do you do you pay up for Doncic here? I mean, he's 10,500 on FanDuel and 10,800 on DK. And the whole debate, this whole series has been the Clippers have all these defensive stoppers that can really attack him and, and, and take him out of the game. And he's still done well. But can he's, he, done, he's done better than well. <laughs> he has. He's done, he's done great. But the point is, he hasn't been able to really uh, smash value at that price for fantasy wise. You know, right. he hasn't had that huge ceiling game. And you, you kind of need that to because if you're paying up for that. Um, so it's a little hard in terms of roster construction to pay up for that. You do have a lot of, of value. I can see it being a little easier again on DraftKings just because of the position flexibility where FanDuel you're kind of trapped into uh, uh, more solid positions and you don't have as much flexibility. Yep. Well, let, let me ask you this at, at 10, five, you know, we know he's got to get how many, how many points to make value, but you know, I yep. get, it. you know, he's got to be, you know, 56, 57 fantasy points, but here's the thing that, that I'm looking at. If you look at this entire slate, who is the most likely to get 65 to 70 fantasy points on the board here. I, I'm just talking about if, if everybody had a zero salary and it wasn't an issue, it would be Luca because yeah. you've got, you know, Kawhi and Paul George sharing the ball and bead. We don't know how that game's going to go as far as blowout or not. You know, the Joker doesn't always get his number, etc. Yeah. So to me, you know, again, I know it's a salary and we've got to watch, but I've had some value guys up to this point. This is where I'm going to roll the dice. And I and trust me, you know, I have faded Luca and Porzingis as much as anybody. Yes, I'm a Mavs fan. It's not as far as that goes. I don't even count that at all when it comes to fantasy. So you don't have to worry about that yeah. now. I like both guys. I like Luca and I like Porzingis, but. I still have to make the decision between Porzingis and Tatum. I think it's a razor thin decision to make. Um, but I think, I just think Luke is an automatic play for me today. Well, uh, well, can I just say, you, you may have to make the Porzingis decision 
to for roster construction because he's a little bit cheaper. You might need that savings because Luke is so expensive. And that and that's kind of my point here. You're right. going to have to make those decisions. But you are going to get poor Zingas at a, a much lower ownership and a slightly lower price, which could help you for your total roster. I don't think he's uh, going to be as much under-owned as Tatum that you think. I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a massive difference. I think Tatum will be owned a little more. I just don't think it will be, you know, uh, double the the ownership or anything. But you know, we, I could be wrong. The the guy that I think is is just automatic here is I think Paul George is is grossly underpriced. And I know he hasn't been playing great, but he's mm-hmm. Paul George, and he could drop 60 you know DFS points in a heartbeat. So Paul George is my favorite player from this entire game. I also absolutely love Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. So this is my stacking. I, you know, I'm going to just jump right out there. Paul George, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, I love on the Clippers side. On the Mavericks side, I think you have to roll with Luka. And then you have to make that decision whether you want Porzingis or not. And again, it's going to come down... Uh, to the salary. So, you know, I'm again, I'm going to be four or five deep in this game and roll with a lot of value in the other games other than probably Embiid and then uh, just make it work from there. And it's going to be tight. I mean, it's it's going to be tight. And, you know, we never say take all, you know, all the most expensive guys. But, you know, if, if you're going to take a stand on guys, for me, I've decided I'm fading Kawhi. Uh, I'm going to fade uh, Levert and all those expensive Toronto guys and Donovan Mitchell, you know, so you got to give something if you're going to spend up and then find value in other spots. So I think for me, uh, I'm not afraid to go in the chalk game with a lot of the field. I'm going to look to differentiate myself uh, with a few of the guys that, you know, the value guys that I'm going to sneak in there. Because I'll tell you right now, you're going to need, uh, if, if you play <clears throat> most of those early games and fade some of this game, you better have a huge lead because there's going to be fantasy points popping up here like fireworks uh, on the board. I, yeah, I completely agree with you. I guess the question is, if you're talking about Montrez Harrell, are you interested in him on FanDuel then at center? I mean, he's super cheap. Or are you talking more DK strategy there with Harrell? Well, I'm looking more DK and fantasy draft. Fantasy okay. draft, you can have multiple bigs. Uh, yep. I probably won't go there, you know, when I'm strapped at center. Uh, yep. But I do think that Harold's a great play. I think you just do not roster Zubach, in my opinion. But I will tell you, the Mavs struggle against powerful centers. But I think Harold gets the majority of those minutes. He's back. He looks good. Uh, and I think that, you know, he's been a, a thorn in in the Maverick side for a long time. So, yeah, he's 4,100 on DK. So you really can't complain about that price, you know. So yeah. if you feel like he's going to get a lot more minutes, you know, what did he get? 22 minutes last game. He wasn't I super productive. 20, 27. And I think he yeah. steps it up an, another notch or two. And again, you know, for that price, you, you, you can't go wrong. And Lou Williams is cheap, too. Lou is, is too cheap. Yeah, 5,600, and, yeah. And the Clippers have a lot of guards that are just, you know, for people that continue to roster all these guys, Reggie Jackson, Pat Beverly, uh, Landry Shamit, uh, Terrence Mann, I could go on and on. They're not worth a, a bucket of bolts, in my opinion. 
So I, I wouldn't even waste your time with those guys. So, so what about Marcus Morris then? You're not, you're not you really know, Marcus is, I, I think he's playing great basketball, but, you know, and I'm a Marcus Morris guy. I really am. I, I played him all the time in Detroit, and I, I think he's a good player. I just, you know, they're assigning him a lot to Luka, and he has a lot of other, uh, you know, aspects of, of the game other than scoring and grabbing DFS points. I think because George slumped a little bit and they didn't have Harold back in that first game, I think you saw the ceiling for Morris in those first two games. And I think he's more of a, you know, wow, Morris is playing great. I'm going to roster him. And I think he's going to be uh, way more higher owned than he should be because they're going to look, everybody's going to look to him as a value guy. And I, I would assume he's going to regress just by the fact that I expect George to step up. Well, you know what happens on FanDuel. If you look at the power forward position that you're kind of locked into on FanDuel, you're kind of like, ew, you know, it doesn't look great. So there's only so many guys you're going to play, and it's going to be really hard to pay up for Tatum and Porzingis, obviously. That would be pretty tough to do. You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. So that's why, you know, I still like like Morris there. But uh, Yeah, and he's not as cheap as he was either. That's the only problem, too. You know, it's easier when he's dirt cheap, but – yeah, I think it he, I still think he's pretty cheap, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. He's went up a little bit in price. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that game? No, I think that's it. I will say that, uh, and this is uh, this is the really bold prediction here. I feel like if I'm predicting Kawhi Leonard for a blow up game here, even though he's not necessarily always a high ceiling guy, that I think that he outscores fantasy points, outscores Doncic and the Clippers win easy. I know that's a bold prediction, but I, that's super bold because I know Doncic is a machine and he's he's awesome. But I feel like, like I told you, I think that uh, you're you're gonna see uh, the the uh, Kawhi that you know the killer instinct Kawhi. All right, what's the side bet? Luca against Kawhi. Total fantasy <laughs> I points. I don't think I'm gonna do any side bet. Oh, you tricked it. But I, I put it on tape here. I put the I put the bold prediction on tape here. So I'm I think posting that's a picture so, of you in a chicken yeah. suit in our <laughs> Discord. That's fine. <laughs> you can do that. All right, that's brother. Good. All right, a couple things I want to mention too. If you're uh, watching this right now on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, the subscribe, and click the alarm that gives you that alert when our podcast posts. Uh, that is really important to us. If you're listening to us everywhere podcasts are heard from the audio side, uh, if you go to iTunes, please click the five stars and leave a comment. We are going to have a contest uh, drawing at the end of the month. So it's we're already at the 20th uh, for a free one month membership. So definitely do that if you can on YouTube. Again, we're DFS Coach Talk, and that's where we need that thumbs up and that subscribe button. Instagram DFS underscore Coach Talk. And uh, on Twitter, you can follow us at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at D-E-T Sports Shane. Our man Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Freddie Mills, our golf and baseball and everything else expert, great articles. He is at F-R-E-D-D-I-E-M-I-L-L-S-7. So you can catch us all there. Uh, check us out for sure. Uh, we want to mention our charity of choice here is mambaon3.org, all spelled out. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Wonderful charity. 
set up by the Bryan family. And speaking of that, four days from now on Monday, we're going to do a really special thing for in honor of Kobe on Kobe Day 824. Uh, we'll be announcing that on tomorrow's show. Andrew and I will start off the show uh, talking a little bit about that. So I'm really excited uh, about that as well. So that's it, my man. We got to get this sucker edited and posted so yeah. we can uh, let everybody determine uh, if they're on Team Shane with Kawhi or <laughs> Team Coach with Luca. Yeah, you you, you don't mind taking Luca in that bet. Yeah, I don't think you might at all. Hey, uh, Kawhi's but, the best all-around player in the game, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. He's the type of guy that the floor. So I I don't blame you. Yeah, he's not a good guy to bet against when we're no. talking about playoffs no. time here. Yeah, but no. Luca is pretty amazing. But yeah, I think that the Clippers can can uh, make it difficult for him again. But we'll see. All right. It's pretty awesome. All right, man. Well, we'll be button heads in in yep. Discord. That's for yep. darn sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But great job, man. Great great uh, information. Uh, great stuff. Enjoyed it. And. Uh, we're going to go in tomorrow, keep the momentum going. Like I said, day two in PGA, we're already at the top of the leaderboard there. Uh, we're going to attack baseball after a monster night tonight and then keep our streak going in NBA. I mean, knock on wood, man, we're we're knocking it out uh, night after night in cash and, and on all the sites and uh, taking some GPPs down as well. So let's keep the momentum. Let's, you know, keep the positive thoughts and and we say in our discord all the time that you know we're we're trying to rally time and positive vibes good vibes yeah that's been working for us so uh whatever you got to do out there if you got to turn in a circle rub your head and whistle or whatever it takes (laughs) to send those positive things coming in you know let's do it so uh we'll get it done man so Good job tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, good late night show. And, and it's going to be fun tomorrow to see how this all plays out. And then uh, Andrew and I will be back on tomorrow uh, for NBA for the Sunday slate. So thanks again for joining us. And we'll catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.